0: Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. Your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck Needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Hey, hey, Joe, what's going on? Welcome, everybody, to another Lockdown Live. When and why to put together hail damage roof estimates for the selling process. Now, this video is going to be focused on sales, the idea of if a customer or an insurance company asks you for an estimate, when do you do it? When do you not do it? Now, before we jump into it, i to mute that computer because I have two here. Be right back. <laughs> there I am. It's like, why am I echoing to myself? I've got two machines in here and that one was open. So, hey, right before we jump in, I want to say uh, two things. One, thanks for joining live for the Lockdown Live. As the U.S. begins to reopen, I am. One thing I learned from this is that these live videos are super helpful. I love the feedback from subscribers of the channel and folks that are emailing me that are on the insiders list. So if you're not on it, you can get on it for free in the link below. Um, Cooper suggested today's video and I'm going to keep these going. Uh, From now moving forward, they're not going to be daily. I'm probably going to do them twice a week. Uh, But as I level out and figure out kind of what time those are going to be, I'll send an email out to the insiders to let you guys know when and how the format will look moving forward. Um, And for those of you that haven't found it already, check out the podcast, the Roof Strategist podcast. I'm on iTunes. Spotify, Stitcher, all the places where you can find a podcast. We're about a day or two behind, but you can stream in your truck while you cruise. So without further ado, jump on that list, the Roof Strategist Insiders, that's how you'll know when and how I'm gonna be doing these lives moving forward. This is the official end of the lockdown live. You will see me live this week though, don't worry. All right, so Cooper, thank you for reaching out. Cooper's email, I'm reading it off my phone. Um, I'm grabbing a snippet Cooper responded by the way to the one of the um, Insider emails you'll get a personal reply from me asking kind of what your struggle is and those replies are what drive these these videos So he says one thing I'm running running into is the insurance company on the phone saying they need an estimate before sending an Adjuster out. So how many times have you guys seen this Joe? You're here. Do you guys hear? uh, Insurance companies will sometimes say hey um, I need an estimate before we come out or a homeowner wants to see an estimate. So you really have two requests. So these hail damage, the roof estimate requests, from the insurance company. I'm just great. Right, and I ask, and then H O just means homeowner, right? So we have two different avenues of when people are making these requests. I'm going to show you how to handle both. Now, when I say the when and the why, here is the answer is yes. Now, think of it like this some insurance companies are going to make it hard for you because they don't want to pay a claim necessarily and they want to make sure it's legit. So they'll often say, Hey, before we come out, we want to see an estimate. Most of the times they're doing this on areas that they haven't had a lot of claims yet, um, or frankly, just to make it difficult because they don't necessarily want to start this whole process yet, unless they know how legit it is. So in this case, let me ask you, if you know that there's damage or potential damage on a roof, and the homeowner signs the contingency, they go to call on the claim and they, they hear from the insurance company, which by the way, they shouldn't even do. That's a whole separate thing. But what they say, you know, we need an estimate. You can call the insurance company and say, hey, I'm happy to submit photos, whatever it is. But oftentimes, if the insurance company requests it, you may wanna do it. This video is gonna be controversial. Some people are gonna chime in and feel free to drop a comment. Share what your thoughts have been. I'm not the, the say all end all. There's, there's so many different scenarios that can happen where you may elect to say free forget it. My time is more valuable. I'm going to go land another easier sale. That's that's an A-OK response, but you are missing the opportunity. So if you know that there's good damage on the roof, does it make sense to put together a quick scope? Yes. Now, if you're a salesperson and you're brand new, um, you want to chat with the owner of the company, you want to chat with your manager or sales manager, the easiest way to do it is get an eagle view and do, a, do a, a scope for the roof and then document any accessory damage, siding, windows, window wraps, gutters, downspouts, anything else in the property, fence, deck, whatever it is that might uh, have damage. So in these cases, the answer is yes. Now, for anyone who's new to the channel and anyone who might be seasoned, we all know that during a re-inspection, so hail damage claim was called in and the claim was denied. That's what I call is the, the third stage of the claims process, meaning the claim has been denied. In order to get an adjuster back out for a second inspection on a denial or a partial payment, which is stage two, and, and the numbers are less significant. The, the significant part is understanding where that customer's at and what they might need in the process. Then the answer is yes, you're going to need to fill out your or complete an estimate or a scope. There's fast ways to do it. Ultimately, what I have found though, is no matter what you submit, the adjuster is going to come out. They chances are they're going to look at the estimate. They're going to write their own scope. That's the end of it. That's the end of it, period. It's almost like they're tire kicking or trying to waste your time. It's just how it is. So don't spend a tremendous amount of time on it. The only time it can come back to bite you is if you under document and then the adjuster is like, oh, well, you said you could do it for less. So you just got to be mindful. It's way, way, way. Air on the high side. Document everything. Don't miss an opportunity on that because the last thing you want to do is have it come bite you in the butt. Make sense? All right. Now, what happens when the homeowner asks for an estimate? I have done other videos on this, so I'm going to touch on this a little bit, but I wanted to address Cooper's question because I keep seeing this come up. Adjusters, the ball game with adjusters is changing with all the COVID things. It's changing. Adjusters, I was on the phone with someone this morning, actually, uh, Mark was his name. And Mark said, hey, you know, I'm pulling up. I got to go. Uh, Adjuster showed up. He decided to electively show up early because they're trying to beat you to the punch. And just, you know, the COVID things going on, they're also playing games, I hear, to, to just... I don't know, play on their own rules, I guess. So, um, uh, well, I just went on that tangent with the adjusters. Oh, yeah. So the ball game is changing, right? And it's important for us to be uh, ahead of the curve, so to speak. So uh, if you do the the uh, estimate with the insurance company, make sure to go high. Don't screw yourself. You do know that in, sometimes, right now, adjusters are giving you the camera or saying to send pictures in. And it's important that you document everything so you can get that claim settled as you need to. All right. Let's talk homeowners. If a homeowner asks for an estimate, what do you do? What do you do? Do you do it? Do you not do it? Say, hey, before I sign anything with you, I want an estimate. I would, I'm going to teach you how to overcome this because in this scenario, my red one ran out of, uh, what have you, dried out. This is a no, okay? If a homeowner asks for it, the answer is don't do it. And I'm going to show you how to overcome it. Insurance company, generally speaking, the answer is yes. So the when and the why, when really dictates on who asks and why is why they're asking. Now, let's begin. There are a few times a homeowner is going to ask for an estimate. It's important that we understand where they are in the process. Now I touched on those those, uh, stages of the claims process. So stage one is uh, no claim, right? So they haven't yet filed a claim for storm damage or hail damage or whatever it is. And they obviously wanna find out if they have damage and if the insurance is gonna pay for it. Stage two is gonna be, oops, meant to do a dash this is a partial payment partial pay okay so in this situation they already had the adjuster come out and the adjuster maybe covered east facing slope shingle repair here some ridge cap they're going to take care of replace box fence all this garbage stuff it's damn near impossible to do and on that case we want to get the adjuster back out and get the claim approved but the homeowner maybe the freaking out saying, Hey, I got to get this covered out of pocket. How much can you do it for? Right. So we got to remember to join. I, I love it. I forget who said it was a Gary Halbert, one of the best direct response copywriters of all time. So you got to join the conversation that's going on in their minds. So we got to think, what are they thinking? Right. And they're thinking, how am I going to pay for this thing? So by the way, this is all going to connect here in a minute. Number three is a denial. So that's showing up by the way. Yeah, it should be. All right. I need a new black one too. Uh, let me see if this one's going to work better. So The, um, if the, if the roof has been denied an insurance company will often say, Hey, we need an estimate before we come out. Honestly, again, same as this. They're usually not, Ooh, that's so much better. Look at that marker beats the dust, eat the dust. All right. And then the fourth one is check in hand. Okay. Oh man. I wish I switched that like a week ago. So if a homeowner has the check in hand, why are they asking for an estimate? It's easy. They want to know how much money they can keep, right? But we don't want them to be thinking that way. So I'm going to show you the when and the why to put together an estimate and how to overcome it because an insurer, excuse me, a homeowner ultimately doesn't really know what they want. So we have the four stages. If you can read my childish handwriting, no claim, partial paid denial, or check in hand. So when a homeowner says, Hey, I need an estimate from you before I move forward, what do you do? Okay. We focus on this. I want you to, to to watch the video if you haven't already is to break the emotional attachment to money. There are a few words that I teach when companies come out uh, to do training with me. And that is to never, ever, ever use a few words. One is estimate. And two is price. These are no, no words. Okay. Never, ever, ever should you be using these words. Okay. I'm going to show why show you why. Ultimately, Um, Oh, hey Cooper, thanks for joining. So Cooper, you're the one that deserves credit for this. And it sounds like he just dropped in. I just shot Cooper an email, by the way, to let him know I was doing this video thanks to him. So you'll catch it when you can, man, and uh, stick around if you can. So um, estimate and price, these are words we do not want to use. Why? The reason is the money that the insurance company is paying is coming straight to you, the contractor. What happens when they deposit this money into their own account? It is now in their mind as their money, which makes it much harder to get. So whenever we focus on estimates, we wanna use a different word, okay? Write this one down, this is powerful. An assessment. This is your new word. We never use the word price. So we say to the homeowner, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, listen, here's the deal. What I do as an insurance restoration contractor, my job is very simple. However, what I know obviously took a lot of field experience to gather. When I say simple, I mean fundamentally simple. My job is to assess your property to make sure that everything that is damaged has been documented for properly and measured. I'm gonna take that information, which is objective, right? I can look up at your roof and I can say there's X number of square feet and I can turn over to the industry standard software, which is called Xactimate, plug in those numbers and that's it. Now, the reason that I don't put together estimates is because of this, by the way, write this down. By the way, um, thank you for that last comment. I'm happy that you were here and, and pay close attention to this. The difference, Mr. Homeowner, between an assessment and a price is this. Assessment identifies what's been damaged. Damage and it's objective, okay? No one is gonna argue this. An estimate is based on one thing and that is price. Now, if I asked you to get an estimate to paint your home, you will likely get a number of numbers, would you not? And they're gonna say yes. And you would choose someone based on the quality of the paint, the installation, the time, the reputation, all these factors. But your job, Mr. Homeowner is one thing and that's it. You have a contractual agreement with your insurance company. You are paying your insurance company money every single month to insure your home for when it is damaged. My job is to identify what's been damaged, period the reality is mr. homeowners once I document all of this obje- objective damage what the item it is, how much of it there is and I put it in the the software that the insurance company uses the number okay the dollar amount spits out at me so I am not here to negotiate a dollar I am here to assess your property fully and wholly and I know that whatever I document is going to result in whatever price because that price list, quote unquote, from Xactimate, is updated by month by zip code. So in your best interest, Mr. Homeowner, you need to be working with someone who understands this process and can wholly and properly assess your damage so that you have a proper, what the, the insurance company calls, a scope of loss, meaning what happened to the property? And that's it. And that number will generate. Then I, as the contractor of choice, should you choose to move forward with us, will conduct all the repairs line item by line item going through the scope of loss. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of a longer version of this, but I want you to understand this concept. Is this making sense so far, by the way, if it is, drop it in the chat, let me know if this is making sense that we never want to use assessment, assessment or price. We want to focus rather on assessment, which is objective information of documenting the damage of a certain quantity of material, a measurement, put it into a software, it automatically spits a number out. So all we're doing is saying damage, yes or no, how much and how do we have to get to it? Okay, done. Pretty easy. So, um, this is, let's see here, where are we going with this? Assessment to estimate, all right, so let's bring bring it down to these four. Sorry, this is whatever always happens when I try to um, uh, read comments while I'm while I'm while I'm talking. So we know how to approach this. Now we need to address this to what's going on with the customer because ultimately, depending on what stage they're in, they're going to be thinking in their mind, um, I need something. So if we know it in, in no claim, what does the homeowner need? They need to find out if they have had damage and they need help following a claim. Pretty simple, right? By the way, this information, this cheat sheet, There's two. there's two things I wanna mention. One, check out my marketing battle pack. In there right now is some bonuses that will give you a cheat sheet for this to carry And to help you understand what I call the needs and desires of a customer when you understand what they need and want based on where they are, that allows you to pitch to them. So if you think of everything you learn on my channel in terms of acing your pitch, presenting and starting that conversation, it is all on this backbone, these four stages of the claims process, because I know what everybody teaches Oh, just offer a free inspection BS guys. If, if that, if someone's had a partial payment or a denial or even money in hand, that's three of the four, three of the four. Does a homeowner need an inspection? No. Hey, my roof was partially paid for. I'm pissed. Get it approved. And, or, and or hey, can you help me with an estimate because I need to pay out of pocket because they don't know any better, right? Very simple denial. Hey, I'm pissed off because my insurance company denied my roof and my neighbor's roof is totaled. So what do they think? One of two things. One, I need it to be approved so I can get the thing done and paid for. Okay. Or um, they say, hey, I uh, are, the insurance company was out and I believe him. We've 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 had both. Right. But we know that they ultimately um, they may need an inspection, but ultimately they, they may think I already have damage. Come help me out. Okay. Then check in hand. How do you offer someone an inspection? And they're like, well, my roof's already been paid for. What do you need to inspect it? Right. So we understand where they're at. So again, when a homeowner asks for the, for an estimate, we usually say no, because when there is a claim filed, I just taught you how to address it. Cause they're like, Hey, put, put together an estimate before I file a claim. It is much easier to say from my initial inspection on your roof, it does appear that there is enough hail damage to warrant filing a claim for full roof replacement. And then they are say, well, I need an estimate. My job is not to provide you an estimate. My job is to document everything. Okay. And before we do, and then you can give the spiel and hail damage is subjective on a shingle. Here's the photos, Mr. Miss. Homer. you see that? Doesn't that look like hail? Show them the soft metal, show them everything. So I'd love to get them out. Once the insurance company prepares their first assessment, which they will always do, this is fact, they will always prepare their first one. I will review it to make sure everything is assessed properly. Okay. So that's how you dodge that bullet of wasting your time because it can be, I, I went down this road a ton where you, you do those estimates and you just waste your time. All right. Number uh, two is when there's a partial payment. If the insurance company says I need an estimate before we come back out, guys, we know what we got to do. They're, they're, they're yanking us around but you got to do it. Same thing with the denial check in hand. All right, I'm going to show you this one. This is powerful. And I'm going to tell you a story that I've shared before. If a homeowner has a check in hand and they ask for an estimate, what do you do? Right? Cause you want to win the business, right? You want to be able to earn the ability to get that easy job. Cause they have a check in hand. Just give me an estimate. Now, why are they asking? Cause they want to keep money. They want to put money in their pocket. That's left over from the claim. So, I'm going to tell you a story, and I've shared this one, and it's the, my favorite story. And that's why I share it, because it tells you can use this story, by the way. I've said this before using stories to sell is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. So, I, I show up at this is when I was newer in sales. I, I share a lot of stories when I was newer, because that's when I had my battle scars from learning. Show up, three story roof, 912. I do my inspection from the ladder. I'm not getting up on it. I I, I look around. I ordered an Eagle View. It's a cash bid. Guys like, hey, just give me a bed for the roof. I sold this as a retail job. Okay? So I'm midway through the retail job. Do the order. Crew shows up. They tear off layer one. Beneath it, layer two. Beneath that, wood shake layer three. Roof is, I only saw one layer. They hit it amazingly well. My crew only saw one layer at first. Had to get redecked. We needed a separate dumpster on site for the wood shake in this municipality. And obviously, need a redeck, whole bunch of extra labor, material, everything. The roof cost almost doubled. I had that very painful phone call I had to make to the homeowner. Hey, Mr. Homeowner. So you know that little clause in the contract from our retail agreement that said if there was additional layers or anything, it would cost you this? Well, guess what? It's going to cost you this. And he darn near freaked out because that was a lot of money. The roof cost almost doubled. Then as I'm driving out there to get everything situated, he says, hey, Adam, does it change anything that this was a hail claim? I didn't even think because I was a newbie to check that this was on the fringe, fringe, fringe area of an old hailstorm that he somehow got approved on his own. And I said, here's the deal. I can help you out and I think we can help each other out. I can help you by getting the insurance company to pay for everything else so you're not stuck with the bill. If we can redo our agreement, which by the way, resulted because I messed up on Eagle View by setting the pitch. I was like four square shy. So I told him that. I said, I I messed up on the estimate because in my software, I didn't change the pitch. It shorted um, my shingle amount. So a win-win would be we'd redo this. I had him sign the contingency agreement. I supplemented everything he ended up paying his deductible and that's it instead of having to come out of pocket. So why did I just tell you this story uh, when someone has their check in hand? Because now you can share that story and here's how you do to avoid having to prepare an estimate, but instead get access to their scope of loss. You do it like this, Mr. Homeowner, I understand that you have your check. And I understand that just like a car claim, which I use car analogies a lot because everyone that has a house usually has a car. So just like your car, someone backed into it or something, you might go get an estimate for your bumper and likely you're going to try and maybe find someone who do it for cheaper and keep the difference, right? It's normal. Unfortunately, with roofing claims, there are a lot of factors at play that don't apply to cars. So when we prepare, uh, when you get paid initially, your first settlement from the insurance company is only a part of the claim. You don't get the rest until the job is done. And we show proof to the insurance company that all the work's been done. Then they'll release the different, which is different than a car claim, right? So you've been paid in full, right? But ultimately your roof is not fully done. The claim's not closed until you show that that work has been done. That's how your roof maintains its insurance. Cause if you don't do it, it's no longer insured. That's a, a video for another day, but just fun fact, by the way, if people don't do the work that the roof's no longer insured. So um, I tell that story, I say, here's how, what I'd like to do. I work based on the scope of loss from the insurance company by making sure that all everything that they documented was assessed properly. All the damage was itemized and that anything that we may find in process they pay for it as part of a claim and you don't get stuck with it. Then I share that horror story I just told you. By the way, it's a true story. You don't have to say it happened to you. You can say, I, I you know, someone I know, um, uh, a guy that trained me, whatever it is. However you want to talk about me or my story to make it authentic and real. Because it is real. This is a true freaking story. It happened to me. And you can say, hey, we I, I've had this happen. And share your own story if you have it. Where you've done a project and you find that there's, un, there's stuff that... Was not identified in the beginning and it is our job to document and identify that process that those items in process so you don't get stuck with the bill write that one down so you do not get stuck with the bill. Okay fear is a powerful motivator this isn't like scare tastic this is legit training it is legit excuse me it is legit language you can use okay If there are additional items that are found and you handle this based on trying to find an estimate from a contractor, you will get stuck with the bill of anything that is shorted or found during the installation process, unless they know what you're doing. So my job is to make sure that doesn't happen and you don't get stuck with the bill. So we flip the script around of them saying, show me, show me the cards. Let me see how much money I can keep to you saying, I'm going to keep you from getting screwed over. And when you do that, Again, this is sales. This isn't like you're going to hit a grand slam every time you're up at bat, right? It's going to work whatever percent of the time, a lot. You will miss a few. However, it will save you from writing all these estimates and then competing on price, which I will tell you, if you compete on price, you will always lose because there's always someone more desperate and willing to do it for cheaper. Never, ever, ever compete on price. You only compete on value and anchor that to the homeowner. You're only paying your deductible. I'm going to make sure that everything's assessed properly. And if you have issues covering your deductible, we can line item anything that might not be critical to your roof, like maybe gutters or downspouts or window wraps, anything like that to help offset your deductible again, using the actual cash value amount. All right. So here's the key takeaway of this, by the way, these comments are great. I love it. Mark. Welcome Tim. Welcome Aaron. Welcome. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Thank you. Um, The video, sorry, man, you guys guys really fire me up on these comments, so thank you. I'm glad you made it live. Okay, let's wrap this up with our key takeaways because as you know, when you watch my videos, I wanna make sure that you leave with something actionable in your mind. You say, I learned this and I can go apply it in the field. My greatest objective is to help you have a win after every single videos, all right? Tim says, I love watching you read the comments and there you you drop one too. Um, And Jack, you made it live also. Love it guys. So the when and the why to to produce roof estimates for selling. Okay. This is a sales process. Everything on my channel, sales and marketing, sales, and marketing, sales, and marketing, hitting your financial goals as an owner and your team, helping grow your team as a salesperson for helping you get to where you want to be because you're in sales for a reason, right? So um, when an insurance company requires an estimate to come back out or to come out initially, you should do it. I would try to push back first to see if you don't have to, but if they require it, do it and always document, document, document. Don't shoot low because you can't shoot yourself in the foot because th- sometimes it plays a little slimy. I'm going to say, oh, well, you said you could do it for this. And then you find out that uh, maybe. <laughs> you you shouldn't have put in that estimate because you forgot one thing. It's always harder to go up than it is to go down. All right. So for them, generally, yes. Generally, generally, for a homeowner, I would avoid it like the plague. This is what falls into the category of a colossal waste of time and a time suck. And I learned this the hard way, where I would put estimates together and estimates together, and I'd throw them out there and hope that someone would call me back. And I don't. The minute I flipped the script and I started using this assessment over price, By the way, no one, no one taught me this stuff. Like I figured in the field, like people are having this attachment to their money. So how do I break that attachment? Because it's personal to spend your money, right? If I if I just ask you to get out your credit card and swipe for this sixteen thousand dollar roof versus it being a pass through, your insurance company paid for. It, you can just pay me direct. Which, by the way, this is a bonus for owners specifically, salespeople. People take note when homeowners receive this check if I can I have them sign it over to the company both parties whoever's on the check endorse it pay to the order of and then the company name the reason is this money doesn't hit their account funny story in the last story of the day I had a homeowner who uh, it was one of our salesmen um, and he, beautiful home, massive home, big job, homeowner or insurance company paid about 98% upfront because they got the roof replaced a year or two before from a previous hailstorm. And uh, this guy, after he gets settled, he went the old estimate route. Show me the cards. He wanted to keep his money. Well, he ended up send, um, playing this hardball game And we show up one day, he's backing out of the driveway in a brand new car. Then we get an email. This was right when the iPad Pro came out, the first iPad Pro. And he sends an email and says, you know how the automatic signature on the bottom sent from my new iPad Pro. So we go back and forth and uh, turns out after we finally, we really wanted to win the business, it was a big job. We did, this is one of the learning lessons, this estimate deal. Well, guess what? That money went in an account out of the account. He couldn't afford to do the roof with anyone. Three months later, house was, uh, what do they call it? Repoed, repossessed, foreclosed on. Yeah, it was not a good situation. It was foreclosed on. Um, so anyway, when you, that was just a fun entertainment story. Always, always, always focus on assessment and the objective damage bef- uh, before talking money don't talk money don't let that money post to their account the more that they touch and feel it the more personal it gets so again we want to we want to make this as objective as possible and ideally have that check paid f- um, de- paid to the order of not you the company right I'm just changing this to the company all right thank you for joining me for today's lockdown live this is the official naming convention of lockdown live you will continue to see me live from here moving forward i'm going to drop the cadence down a bit because i know that you guys are out in the field more and uh, i've received a number of emails man i'm catching up i'm catching up i can't keep up and i don't want to overwhelm anyone with information so i'm going to be still live i'm going to dial the frequency back a little bit you'll still see me multiple times a week Join the insiders. There's a link in the description. If you are a customer, like I know Jason is, I know, I think Joe is um, anyone else in the chat. I'm just going off memory. I can't keep back of everything. But anyway, if you're already a customer uh, and you've already purchased the battle pack or my hiring ads, um, you're already on that list. So don't worry. And if you're new here, don't worry. You're not obligated to buy anything. I'd love if you did, but there's no, there's no obligation. Join the list for free. I'll email you when I'll be live and the new kind of cadence, the one I'll be doing these things as I flesh them out. Um, thank you guys for being here. If you like the video, smash the thumb. I love just, there's nothing more gratifying than seeing the thumb get smashed while we're here. And oh, there goes one. And I love seeing it go up. So thanks for that. It also tells me it's not just for my ego. Well, admittedly it, it is, it is really rewarding front. But the reason I want to see it is this channel you've seen has grown because of you guys, the chats blowing up, people are here and I want to produce the information that you either need or that you want to help you hit your income goals, overcome objections, figure out sticking points, get creative, find new ways to self-generate leads, find new ways to start Presenting and pitching and starting conversations at the door. So the more feedback that I hear from you and by the way I'm okay to hear hey Adam, you know more of this less of this drop a comment. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you want to see less of. I want to provide what you guys want. This isn't about me. This is about you and helping you get where you want to be. So thank you for being here. Subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, I have some super, super exciting stuff in store for you guys for the season that I cannot wait to share, but it's a little too soon to spill the beans. Um, So that is all. And then again, if you're driving around in your truck, check out the podcast, you'll get all these Everything that you're seeing, but in audio form. So it's the same content, scrubbed into audio. If you need a refresher here and there, uh, you can catch up on the podcast. So thank you all for being here. Thanks for jumping in the uh, live chat. Who we got? We got Jason, Mark, Tim, Phoenix, Aaron, Jack. Oh man. And Joe, Cooper. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here. I will see you in coming days for another live. Keep it on your inbox. And Mark, we will... uh, (laughs) Jason says, oh man, leaving us hanging. Dude, I can't spill the beans too soon. Let me just put it this way. I have content that's coming for free. That's going to be awesome. I have free training stuff coming, which is going to be even cooler to help because I keep getting this request. Like I've got new teams coming on. So I'm working on a way to kind of package up a lot of the stuff I've already done in a way to make it really easy to digest because I get emails from people saying, Hey, you know, I'm new to the channel. Some people are trying to figure out what to watch. Other people say I've binge watched everything twice. I love, I love both. So I have free content, stu- uh, more stuff for free training, and then I've got more stuff, an entire library of things that are going to be added to the marketing battle pack, um, direct mail letters, more email stuff. Uh, more, I, uh, the other stuff I have to, I have to restrain, but there is some really cool stuff going, uh, in that front as well. So stay tuned guys. Thanks for being here and let's all celebrate a little bit of a victory that our country is beginning to open back up. And may I, if I can be safe, respect your homeowners, um, be smart, abide by your local laws and let's ease into this. And remember, we, we still have to adapt. So be creative in how you're going to generate leads. We will get through this. It's going to be a great season. Thanks guys. And I will see you soon. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description. And if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again. And I will see you next Tuesday.